are uh, talking to a good friend of mine. He's a musician, fellow podcaster, and member of the post-rock band No Object. Uh, please welcome Griffin Taylor to the Untied Podcast. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, boys. It's good to see yeah, you, Yeah, no problem. Yeah, good to see you, it's too. Too, I think the lo- it's been too long. It has. I think it's been like uh, like four days, but yeah, four <laughs> days too long. But there, well, there was a long that, period. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a long period before that, so... Um, so basically I want to start with asking you, uh, like when you first wanted to get into music and become a musician. Oh, damn. Let's think. Uh, I don't know, like everyone on my dad's side, they're all like musicians and stuff. My uncle's a drummer, cousin Al plays guitar. My cousin Dylan's like, you know, multi-instrumentalist. Um, and then like on my mom's side, my grandpa plays guitar and stuff. So, you know, literally from being a baby, you're just like seeing that stuff. I don't know. I just I picked it up kind of pretty naturally. I played guitar when I was like, I don't know, eight. And then my hands were too small, so I just gave up immediately and <laughs> wanted to play drums. My uncle, I just would watch him. He'd just be, you know, slapping away, jamming with my other uncles and stuff. So, yeah, super early. Like, I'd say eight or nine, probably around there. So, like, my next question was literally what instrument you played first. So it was guitar? Yeah, but I mean, very, very short. Like, I did not like it. My mom was always like hounding me to practice and stuff. Was never really into it. And I, I don't know. I wanted to play songs right away. And like the teachers I had would be like, all right, today we're going to be learning this scale. And you're going to like want to just practice only one note at a time at like the slowest tempo possible. I just wanted to like, you know, bang on shit pretty much from the get go. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, cause like when I think of you, I, th- I always think of a drummer, you know, like that's like, because when we were growing up, it was, like you had the drum set, you pretty much had like a like a little studio area with your guitar and stuff. And uh, but oh, yeah. like I really only ever saw you play the drums. Um, but then all through high school, you played drums also. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like I don't know. That was like my trait. When people would talk to me, they'd be like, "Oh, you play drums." I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah, that's about all I got going on." So, <laughs> um, yeah, but I, that was cool with me. You know, I was like, "That's all I ever wanted." So. So Griffin, uh, I'm Sonny. Thanks for introducing me. Yeah, sorry. Tyler, yeah, I, I, Tyler. Good. Tyler, hey buddy. Every How's few episodes, I forget to introduce these guys. But yes, this oh, is cool. Sonny, my co-host, <laughs> and then our producer, uh, oh, and, Tyler is his Tyler, name. the man behind nice. the <laughs> behind the camera. Uh, so Griffin, that's right. We try. Um, I actually think I've already talked about this in a previous podcast, but I am a fellow drummer myself, just so you know. When I was, I don't know, when I was about, when I was like eight or nine, I watched School of Rock and I saw the blonde haired kid uh, go nuts on the drums. And I was like, that's going to be me. Fast forward to that Christmas, I made my mom buy me a drum set probably for like $400. Fast forward to four months later, I I think my dad sold it for 50 bucks in the garage because I only played it once. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, I I identify myself as a fellow drummer, but obviously not as good as you or nowhere near. Hey, hey. No, I'm sure you so, were sure great. <laughs> I, I do what I can. I do what I can. A, my first question is, can you spin the drumsticks in your fingers like a madman? And B, do you do that in the middle of like your like solo performances? Like, you know, because drum solos, the big things. Do you drum solo and then spin it? I'm going to be honest with you. That's like my weakest aspect of being a drummer is I never got into stick no. tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm serious. Some guys, you know, like they can really just like do the craziest shit but me i just i would try i could do the basic you know twirl i can do like a couple other ones 
I was in marching band, so we have to like learn some stuff for marching band. But other than that, I'm like pretty terrible at that stuff. So if there's anything you've got me beat on, I guarantee it's stick tricks for sure. I'm. I mean, it's been a while, but I'm gonna start <laughs> practicing again. I'm bad at that stuff for sure. I. Uh, you think what like a- being a drummer, I'd be more coordinated, but like for some reason, that's just where I fail. What age did you get your first legit drum set? Uh, probably around like ten, I'd say. I played guitar for like maybe about a year and a half, two years, and then like after that, my mom got me. I think it was like a Pulse. I don't even remember the model name. It was like some like you know hundred dollar kind of like piece of shit kit, but you don't really need it to be that good at the beginning. You just need something to like warm up, pretty much, you know. Well, and were there like certain times during the day, like I'm guessing you had a like almost a curfew for drumming because you can't be up all night drumming because it's so freaking loud. Yes, but I mean, dude, I gotta admit, my parents were pretty damn chill about it. Like, they would let me go pretty late. I'd always be having, like, friends over, gamming and stuff. My neighbors never complained either. Obviously, it's not like that now. I live in, like, a, you know, Chicago apartment, so it's not really as feasible. Mom, but, yeah. Mom we're just jamming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got the right idea um, for sure on that one. So... I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, uh, is right. where, where does the inspiration for your music style come from? Um, for drumming, I'd say, uh, I was a big Neil Peart fan when I was like really little rest in peace to the goat, Neil Peart, by the way, drummer of Rush, but, uh, the man, yeah, he was like big guy. I learned like every Led Zeppelin song. I first started taking lessons. So Bonham was another big one. That's like, you know, kind of the stereotypical answers uh as i got older i got more into like punk punk music and stuff so trey cool green day he was a big influence um cyrus i think his last name is like bullocky or something he's a drummer of a band called newfound glory super another big influence on me um guitar wise i don't really know to be honest i'm still kind of like learning as i go with that um obviously green day is a huge influence on me that was like my childhood band growing up but yeah that, that's what i have written things. down that's what <laughs> i have written did. down next to that question i was like probably green day <laughs> yeah that was like my shit you know like all through youth and now so yeah. <laughs> although i have a more developed taste now i have a more developed palate yeah so green day and then a couple others <laughs> yeah for sure but, yeah um so you could you would say that like green day is your f- favorite musical group or do you have like a different like that has like developed into your new one um i would they obviously hold like a special place in my heart but i don't listen to them as much as i once did Uh, lately i've been into uh bands kind of like uh they're they're smaller cloud nothings they're kind of like a proto post-punky style band uh from ohio um this band called basement they're kind of like a grunge revival band from the uk uh this band called enter shikari i don't even know how to describe their sound they mix like edm with like you know hardcore so i'm a little all over the place in that regard i don't really listen to like famous bands as much as i should i'm kind of like on the underground a little bit still but um i don't know i go on kicks like i was really on a smashing pumpkins craze for a while there uh lately i've been like doing weezer just because i don't know i just go in phases you know yeah but who doesn't love weezer yeah i mean come on the blue album, get the fuck out of here. It's the best album of all time. Well, I don't know. Top five, maybe top five. Yeah, top five. I mean, you know, there's the white album by the Beatles. That's got to be probably 
Like, what would you say is the greatest album That's of all time? Like, wait, like. Okay, I wouldn't say greatest about. That's a lot of pressure. How about your Mount Rushmore of albums, for you personally? Is it four or five Mount Rushmore? I can't remember. Four. Four. <laughs> bad. I'm a bad citizen. Um, top four albums of all time. I gotta say, I'd put uh, Tommy by the Who on one of them. Maybe I, I gotta say Dookie, obviously Green Day fan. That's just like a given. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe like Led Zeppelin two, and then damn, that's a hard question. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe the Blue Album by Weezer. I don't know. It's a. It's a well, I mean, one. I could add like. It's just it's the flavor of the week with that to me, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, no matter what you say, we're going to get done recording and you're going to be laying in your bed and you're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, I forgot <laughs> <this thing. laughs> yeah. I don't know. But really, my people say that, but like my taste does change like pretty dramatically over the span of a month. So I don't know. I'm pretty obsessive compulsive when it comes to listening to music. Like I'll pick one artist and I'll just listen to all of their albums for a month straight. And I'll be like, no, nah, I'm bored now because there's nothing else by them. And then you just, you know, on to the next. <laughs> So, until they put out okay. new shit so then your mount what's your mount rushmore of artists like not albums just bands um my favorite i won't say greatest of all time because i feel like that's an important right. distinction my favorite would be green day i'm gonna say Andrew shikari um cloud nothings i guess um what a tough question, man. <laughs> it's hard. You <laughs> it's like, no, it on, let, me pull up, let me pull up my Spotify right now. Um, I just want to make sure I'm accurate to my, my true taste, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say, as of late, I think it's Weezer for sure, because I'm just on that kick for right now. Um, but I feel like Rush could be in there as well. Like, I'm always kind of revisiting Rush's catalog. So, Yeah. I'm going to say five. Just add Rush in there for fun. Yeah. All right, Griff. I'm going to paint you a picture, okay? Close your eyes. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. Close your eyes. The crowd is rocking. You can feel their energy come through your pores. I'm the band, The band is walking out <laughs> on stage. I, what, band are, what, band are, what band are you walking out with, and what song are you playing to a sold-out show in Madison Square Garden? Well, ideally, it would be my own band. But uh, <laughs> yeah, know, no, screw that. That, that, would nice, that would be nice. But uh, no, just let me just let me play with Green Day. I'm totally cool with it. It's like not okay. a big deal. Yeah, I'll just yeah. be in the back. You don't have to see me. I'll just you know, let me play like air guitar in the back. I'm totally chill. With it. Um, so we've um we started a band. We did. No, we did. <laughs> don't let him fool you. We never. What's the name? What's the name? <laughs> no subject. No subject. Oh yeah. Yeah, we should play together. No subject, no object. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, we have made those jokes a few times. So, <laughs> so um, but you guys. So, you, when when did you guys meet? So, the band No Object. You guys have been playing together for a while. Um, oh yeah. But like, when did you guys like start playing music together? Maybe not with that name though, because I know okay. you guys yeah. bounce that around a little. Well, uh, Matt Carlton, he plays bass with us. I've actually known him since I was, like, in elementary school. 
my old house uh, where I grew up, we lived a block away from each other. We weren't super close, but like we knew who each other were. We were on the same bus or whatever. Um, him and I started hanging out probably around like my freshman year of high school. And uh, Jake, I met around that same time. We were in like as band together. So him and I started hanging out through mutual friends and stuff there. Um, Jake and Matt, they used to be in this like jam band in a high school called Gaffaw. Um, I don't think you can find the music anywhere. Maybe on Bandcamp, look up Gaffaw. I was just going to say Bandcamp because there wasn't uh, Jake Quintanilla in that one? No, he was in a band with... Oh, he, he was, was in sort of, Monolith. Yeah, 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 yeah with okay. Marshawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember who Marshawn is? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, well. ma- ma- mainly from bouncing around to their shows, uh, yeah. like in the skate shops and in, in like Lansing and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I miss yeah, that spot. So, but, yeah, uh, I think yeah, I went so there on Easter. I took. I think I went. We went there on Easter to go see him play. I like. We. I brought my family after Easter. I was like, we gotta swing by and see Jake. And we like went in and it was like, my mom was like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> progressive, metal. <laughs> progressive metal in a shitty skate shop. You got to love that for the parents out there. Unless they're cool yeah. parents and they can kind of handle the intensity then. Then it's totally oh, fine. Yeah. They loved it. My mom constantly like makes jokes like, when are we going to another like death metal concert of one of your friends? Because um, it was right just now. like, I'm like, yeah, right now they're coming over in 10 minutes. Like it was awesome just to bring her in there and see her face like just like what is happening because they basically like i don't think you guys have ever been to that skate shop but they literally 100 times like i've been there 100 times well no like you but i'm saying not like these two with me Uh, Mm -hmm. um but they literally uh like walk you into the back like it's a like you're going into the storeroom it's it's like you're like, oh, I'm gonna go see a bunch of boxes, mm-hmm. and then you walk back there, and it's like just these guys, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, it was awesome. But definitely seeing a few shows there, it was a good time. Uh, so they were oh, yeah. in Gaffa, right? Oh yeah. Okay, and then from there, where uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I just figured. No, no, good. no, you're good. We got a lot of time to kill, so we'll take yeah, my we time. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I so I played in like a local band back then. Um, we just, you know, would like play shows together pretty much. And we already like, we're kind of friends. Um, and then we just would hang out and then we'd be around all of our instruments when we go to, over to each other's houses. So we would just jam and stuff. And, uh, eventually Matt and Jake, they kind of started to write just like side project songs, you know, just like a different style yeah. from the band they were in. And it came time for them to play a show or something. And they were just like, Hey, you know, do you want to like play drums for us for the show? Like, obviously, I have to see you guys every day, so it would be a little weird if I said no. But, uh, yeah, so we just, like, started playing, and then we just kept writing and kept jamming, kept playing shows. It just kind of fell really naturally. Like, we didn't even have a name for a while. It was just kind of, like, sliding into it. Um, yeah, and then when we had, like, 13 songs or something, we were like, oh, let's record an album. So we picked the name. We called ourselves Out the Car Window, which was, like, our name up until 2018, and then we changed it. But, um yeah, so pretty much through, like, all those years, we just kept playing together. Uh, we had our buddy Mitch, who I know you know, Jackson. He, like, played bass with us yeah. for a few years. Uh, and then he became an electrician. So, you know, you got a real job, got a day job. But, uh, yeah, we're still, like, all best pros. Um, yeah, and we've just been still going strong ever since then. Now we have a new name. Obviously, we're called No Object, so. 
but we're still the three yeah. best friends that we've ever had in the world, whatever that quote is from a <laughs> good movie. Oh, yeah, that hangover. Best oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you guys, uh, I don't know, I'm asking right now, but there are, did you guys go to Columbia? I know you did, but did they? Because, yeah. uh, I mean, I would see you guys all around there, like posting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so then, but like, so what did you study specifically at Columbia? I, I assume it had something to do with music, but. Out of rock. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I actually, this is funny. So I started off uh, like a music business major. And like after my first semester, I'm like, I fucking hate this. This is like, I don't want to do this at all. So then I had to, was faced with like, all right, I'm at art school, but I like don't really want to do an arty thing. So I ended up just getting like a business management degree from Columbia. Pretty funny. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I did it. You know, like is at least applicable. And then I minored in uh, like music business and music publishing. So I still like had music classes and I was still pretty like involved with it, but I just didn't want that to be my main thing. I just, I don't know. You know that thing when you're like, you're like a fan of something and then you kind of like start to see through the looking glass and you like see how evil everything is and how like business and corrupt everything can be. You're like, I don't want any part of this. I just want to make music, have a good time with my friends, play shows. So I think that was probably something to do with it. Uh, Jake yeah. studied poetry and then matt got a like uh cultural studies degree or something from there that's awesome yeah like i i completely resonate with what you just said because i literally started off my like i dabbled in college and graduate college but i did nice. a i guess it doesn't make you a nerd <laughs> and it makes me the opposite <laughs> of a nerd it makes me super duper cool um <laughs> i went and i got uh my first semester was in the business school and I remember being like, fuck this after like a semester. And I went oh, yeah. from that to communications. And then after that, I was like, no, 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 fuck this too. And then I just dropped out. <laughs> and it's now I have a podcast. You know? but... <laughs> well, I mean, hey, me for too. the record, yeah, for the yeah. record, like comedians and musicians, it's like, hey, hashtag team drop out of college. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah. But, but again, it's that, it's that the fact that like, oh, the business side of it kind of corrupts the like love of just doing it and like doing the art and like having fun with your friends and doing shows and things like that. Like you said. Yeah. You know, I'm glad I switched. I'm also glad I kept it as my minor. Cause like a lot of stuff is probably important to learn taking like marketing classes or um, like I took like a record label class. It was pretty interesting. I took a couple of music production classes that like, totally changed the game for me. Like before that, I wasn't able to, you know, demo stuff out by myself. I needed yeah. like other people to do it. Now I'm completely self-sufficient. I can just sit like in this room is where I usually do it. I just play on my guitar and I'll like write drums on the computer and stuff. So definitely valuable, but I don't know. I just, I wanted to get out. People Like I'm surprised I didn't drop out either. I was just like racing to the finish line there. So. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I almost I almost went to Columbia because you and I talked about it like right at the same oh, yeah. time you got you accepted I was like hey man I'll see you there and like literally right as I was about to, to go into orientation I was like they wanted like like 42 grand for me to like I was a comedy or like a pretty much a joke telling major like stand up yeah. and improv and whatever and it was like joke telling for 42 grand a year and i was like huh i was like i don't think i'll ever be able to pay that back a with a itself. joke telling yeah. career 
Um, you but, will not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I went to P. I ended up at Purdue Northwest, but yeah, it was uh, definitely probably the best decision I made in that aspect of it because I was still like around the city a lot and like able to, you know, split up my time here and there. But uh, yeah, so sure. you, so you guys like uh, going to Columbia, uh, and then, then, so you guys said you switched the name of the band in 2018. Uh, what was the old one out the car window? I I, I liked <laughs> out the car window. I thought it was a cool name. I I like no object though. So I like it. Um, yeah. But what what were the runner ups? Oh my god! I wish we had the fucking document. It was like the hardest thing picking a name because we never agreed. All of us like we never all liked the same one. Um, we were gonna. They were so bad in hindsight. We were gonna call <laughs> it Reverie now at one point. Um, we were going to call it like fall in, but then we were like, no, it sounds like fallen. And that's like too pretentious. We can't do that. You know, it was like constantly second guessing yourself. Um, there were like, we had like a list of a hundred names. I remember just like opening up books and being like two words. I like that. That could be one, two words. I like uh, that one sucks. And you just like keep going. And eventually we just like, no object is the name of like a song that we did when we were called out the car window. We were like, it was it was right there in front of us the whole time. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because I remember seeing that song come out on Bandcamp back when I was like listening to Out the Car Window, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "You know, no object." And then, like, that didn't even dawn on me until you said it, though. I didn't even draw the two. I was just like, oh, "It's not related." Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was definitely related. <laughs> we just, you know, the the three of us, especially, but uh, the guy who was playing with us at the time, Jeff, uh, he like we would always like two of us like the same name and then the other two wouldn't like it. And then vice versa or like different combinations. Um, yeah. just cause I don't know, it's like a tough decision. That's like, what's going to represent your group or like your brand, I guess, if you want to be that guy, but, uh, it's just a tough decision. It's like, honestly, one of the harder decisions I've had to make in my life, which sounds funny, <laughs> but, uh, it certainly was like a month long process. When, when did y'all decide as a group, like, all right, we're doing this. Like, we're going to be a legitimate band and go start playing shows. Um, honestly, like, when right when the three of us started playing, like, we were both in other bands that played out, you know, pretty frequently. At the time, I was in this other band uh, called Sudden Suspension that was, like, touring pretty frequently and stuff. So, like, I already knew it's what I wanted to do, at least in terms of just, like, pursuing it. Um, but they, they have the same sensibilities as me like they they for sure wanted to do it so we never had that conversation it's just like right when we started playing we just would play shows it just seemed like that was what you did um that's why like 2020 was so weird because we've always just like played even if we didn't tour as much as like other bands or you know whatever we still always would play like a few shows a month and be semi-productive um yeah it was definitely unspoken we just kind of we like to play together so that's what we wanted to do you know so if you guys, I've always wanted to do this since like 20 minutes ago. Nice. I've always wanted to drive a truck around with a trailer in the back with a live band performing as I'm just driving around the neighborhood, kind of like the ice cream truck, but we can do it with like a punk rock version. What do you think? Yeah. It's a great idea. Let me tell you why. Um, so <laughs> through 2019, I like assisted my buddy, Michael, who's like a music video director. And on one of the shoots we did, we literally did that, where, like, the I drove a U-Haul, and the band <laughs> played in the back of the U-Haul around the neighborhood. 
And it was like the scariest shit I've ever done in my entire life. I was going like, you know, four miles an hour to like, slow down. Like it's at, I'm at two right now. I literally can't go any faster. So. Like I'm literally idling right now. <laughs> I can't, I'm not even touching it. Yeah. We have the parking brake on and we're idling. I don't know what to do. You know what we should do for next year at the Indianapolis 500? Like one of the nights we're just like, cause you know, people have like games set up and people have bars and themes and all oh, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have a band coming <laughs> and they just play on top of our RV one night. That'd be sick as fuck. You guys want to play on an RV at the Indy 500? <laughs> yeah, but we need a guarantee of at least like $50,000 to do it. To okay. The RV alone. The <laughs> RV alone is pretty, pretty steep, but not even that steep. <laughs> no. You guys can afford it. Yeah. Shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, we'll just sell all the mics and stuff and then hopefully sell back the yeah, tickets. We're like, all right, 10 bucks from everyone watching. Yeah. <laughs> At the entire Indy 500, yeah. Hey, that's yeah, we're just not a going through the lot. Proposition. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's that's uh That's what I do, baby. Is, have you ever been to the Indy 500? Me? Yeah. No. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to like one racing event and it was like some sort of drag racing event. I don't even really know what it was, but I was like, you know, it was over 10 years ago or something. So I would like I, to go. I, I understand that it, like it is a racing event because it is the Indy 500, but to me, it's like not. I don't ever it's think of it a as a racing event. event. Like, I'm it's like, it's a four day party and then you got to sit through a three hour race. It's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the price of admission. It's like you sit through a three hour race, like one of the loudest races you'll ever sit through. Just hung oh, over yeah. a spot. And you're like, Oh, every time they go past and you're like, like by day three, I was or by day four, I was like, I am not putting any beer in my cooler for the race. I was like, it is all water. <laughs> well, and twisted teas. Yeah. No, I'm like, sure it's a blast. I'm sure it'd be awesome to do. I just have never had to go. But Jackson, if you're going next year, maybe you invite me. Maybe you uh, yeah. invite me along. Maybe I go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll hit maybe. you up. We'll hit you up. And we'll definitely. We'll definitely have a stage for you, uh, Griff. I was hoping you, as a drummer, could rate from least important to most important all the drums and cymbals on the drum set okay all right yeah good luck least important to most important okay least important i'm gonna say um high tom whatever your high toms are you don't can you explain to uh the uneducated folks in the room you don't know what what the the, fuck that is is either don't look at me like that if i have like a, a visual or something i could refer to pretty much like on a drum set, there's like the, th- the drum that's right in front of you. That's the snare drum. That's going to be most important probably, or the kick drum. Um, then there's like a drum called the tom, which is going to be right above that, which is like um, like a lower timbre pretty much. And there's different sizes of them. So like the low tom is next to you and it's big. That one you need. I got to figure out what that would go in the rating though. Um, that one up here you don't really need. Like I've played a bunch of shows where I just don't even use this because it's like a small setup or something. So you can pretty much just, you know, fake it like this. Um, it's hard, like, it's really hard to describe that. You know what I mean? To someone who, like, wouldn't know yeah. it all. You're like, it's a it's a circle, and you, like, hit it. <laughs> Sounds lower than the other circle. But uh, the symbols are, I guess, important. But you don't necessarily, like, I play with two symbols and a hi-hat. So I have a super minimal setup. I have, like, a crash which is one you usually like hit as hard as you fucking can. And there's the ride, which uh, I play really hard. So I still hit that one really fucking hard. But uh, (laughs) that one's usually more for like groove, like accent stuff. 
I would say the ride is probably more important than the crash because you can just crash on the ride. It's like a very versatile piece of the kit. Um, then you have the hi-hats, which how on earth would you describe the hi-hats? It's two <laughs> symbols that are clamped together. Oh, you step on it, right? You step on it to clamp them together. So they're, they're doing like this motion. Um, okay. Those are important depending on the genre, I guess. Like um, some of our older stuff is more like, you know, rock or like fast paced. So I would just like crash a lot of the time. But if you're playing like funkier, you know, John Mayer style shit, that's going to be like more important to you. Um, top three important things though, I'm going to say are kick, snare, and ride cymbal. But that would be debated in the community, obviously, you know. So in a punk rock band and playing so aggressively, how often do you have to replace like your cymbals and or a drum like once a year or per year? Dude, I people are like, why do you break so much shit? It's because I just play so hard. So I, I always crack cymbals. <laughs> my on my kit at my house right now, I have my bottom cymbal on my hi hat is cracked, so I have like a chip that I cut out. My crash symbol is cracked. And then I want to say my ride just got like a really tiny crack in it the other day. So like every few months I have to replace something. Usually it's pretty aggressive. Um, and you'll talk to other drummers and be like, I've never, my uncle, for instance, he's like, I've never broken a symbol in my entire life. Like I break like three or four a year. I don't understand how. Are you need to rock as hard as me, uncle. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I, rock, I play way harder and he's more like, you know, Groove City. So gotcha. just a stylistic choice though, you know, gotcha. Um, so, so you guys have been, uh, like, well, actually, uh, I don't know how I want to do this. Uh, cause there are, there's one thing I want to hit, but I want to hit it closer to when we talk about the album. No pun intended. Get it hit. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, but there is, I probably did that wrong. I probably did this wrong. He probably, uh, but wait, I have a question. You can think about your question. All right. So when uh, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. So as a drummer, you know that drum. Does it drive you crazy when you see? Yeah. Does it drive you crazy when you see people do it offbeat? And you're like, what are you oh, doing? You're uh, not even a drummer, dude. That doesn't bother me as much because um, I'm just glad that they're stoked with Phil. Because like even drummers, when they hear that Phil, they're just like, yeah, here it's it's coming, man. It's fucking coming. Um, but I'll tell you what does make me really upset is, uh, the movie like Whiplash or anytime there's like drums in a movie or something, I'm like, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. They don't understand at all. Your hands don't is breathe it? like that. You know, shit like that just drives me crazy. Like drumline? Oh yeah. Another, that movie, not accurate at all. Okay. I was on like, drumline. Not accurate. <laughs> why, why was it? Or like, why is it not accurate? Like how can... Say it um, like you're speaking to a fifth grader why that movie is false. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, so I might not be able to remember like as many specific examples. But like um What's a common mistake, I guess, in like drum movies that uh the, the way the kit is set up is usually like insane if they're not having like a real drummer play it. Like the hi hat is like ten feet away from the rest of the kit, or like the toms are like inverted in like a very stupid way. Um or, like, you can tell, like, when the, the guy is playing, it's, like, completely off. Obviously, no one else would ever notice that, but I don't know. People notice that stuff if you're doing the same thing as them in real life. So, uh, like, people are playing really softly or it just looks very, like, they're not trying at all to fake it. 
The only movie that gets it like kind of right is The Rocker. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie with uh, Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute. I thought I thought you were gonna say School of Rock, to be honest. It, well, School of Rock is they're all playing too. You know, like they oh, yeah. they do get it right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Rocker is another good example. No, I don't get me wrong. I love School of Rock. They they get it That's right like, for oh, sure. God. But uh, I just remember like distinctly seeing The Rocker and being like, hey, they're they're kind of getting it right. It looks like mostly correct. So I had to give them props. That's also like one of my favorite movies for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other like, oh, in Whiplash, the guy's hands are like always bleeding and stuff. And I'm just like, now, if you really are as practiced as you are, you should have like the correct technique and the callus is built up to where that wouldn't be yeah. happening all the time. It's a glaring plot hole for me that doesn't matter to like anybody else. So <laughs> I recognize that it's like a stupid thought, but I do notice it. You know, I do pick up on those things for sure. Gotcha. And you remember your question? Yeah. So, um, well, actually, now that you said that, I would do want to ask what your favorite movie of all time is. The Rock. <laughs> no, not like, the like, rock. like, not. It has not. Like, like, take music out of the equation. What's your favorite movie of all time? Um, I don't probably like The Dark Knight. That's like one of my faves for sure. I've seen that movie a thousand times. Yeah. Which one? The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight. The what's, second what's one. The Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's Joker. Yeah, the Joker. What's the one with Bane called? The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, then yeah. don't look at me like I'm stupid when I ask it's which one. The Dark Knight Rises. It's a different fucking movie. They're both the Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight um, Rises versus Dark Knight. It's different. You're a Dark Knight. He's got you there. Okay, well, he's got you there. Hey, don't use that tone with me, mister. <laughs> Where is she? Where's the drugs? Uh, Where's the drugs? Yeah, so... Griff, you actually went for Halloween as you? like that's one of my memories of like our childhood is that you went as Two Face one year and you actually did all the like special effects makeup as really? Two Face. I don't even. Yeah, remember. I am almost positive that was like fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I don't remember because it's like a trillion years ago now. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. no, I I do remember that vaguely. I yeah. always would go as, like, Batman. I went as, like, Harry Potter, like, three years in a row. You know, I wasn't very creative with my Halloween game, but uh, I made it happen, okay? We trick-or-treated in Jackson. You remember how good I was at Halloween. Yeah, no, I, there was one uh, year, because, they like, I lived in, like, an older neighborhood that, like, well, you guys have seen my house, but they, um, actually, all of you guys have seen my house. Um, but <laughs> yeah, there yeah, is. Um, but there is, uh, like, they were in, like, a newer subdivision right by the new uh middle school that we went up and it was just like like they were like yeah man come here there's full-size candy bars and shit like on every corner i mean that's what you got to do and i was like all right and i was like mom you got to drop me off at griffin's house we're all going trick-or-treating and i don't even know what i went as probably yourself it was yeah i was just like (laughs) ah look at that i'm like look at that i'm a comedian me eventually (laughs) i mean griff uh you you're a big Harry Potter fan, I'm guessing, since you wanted to see him three years in a row. Uh yeah, yeah. I'm still like when I was growing up, I was super, super into that shit. I still like it, but uh I'm more of a Star Wars nut now for sure. Oh, Star Wars. Okay. I, I can talk have both not... here we go. Well <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the person to talk about either with because I haven't seen actually no, I've seen the first Harry Potter because I was like, I'm gonna watch all of them and then I just watched the first one and I never got to watch well, I never first watched the other the ones. One, so. Really? The best. Oh, God. 
<laughs> okay, which is better, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Ooh, now I'm going to say Star Wars, 100%. Um, even though, like, the movies are more corny, I des- I, I prefer them. Um, but, like, if you were to ask me 10 years ago, I would have said Harry Potter for sure. That was, like, my childhood shit. Have you ever thought of replacing your drumsticks with either lightsaber swords and or wands? Uh, I can honestly say no, but I've owned both of those things as a youth. So it very could have easily been, you know, it could have been an easy transition if I did so choose. Now, I play guitar now in the band mostly, so maybe I'll make a guy who plays drums with us do it as like a prank or something. <laughs> so, okay, so you so you moved to the guitar. Was it because like, you're like, hey, band friends, I'm bigger and I'm better than all of you, and I want the spotlight, so I'm now a guitarist. <laughs> no, no. They might say yes to that, but I'm going to say no. Um, no, I guess the reason behind it was, like, um, over quarantine, really, I just was, like, sitting in this room, or, like, I guess we were at, technically in our old apartment for a while, so a different room, uh, just, like, writing a bunch of demos. Um, and when I write demos, usually I just, like, work for, like, five hours straight, and I'll just, like lay down a bunch of guitar parts, write drums, and then track bass. And then I'll send it to the guys and be like, hey, is this something that we could even use? Or is this terrible? Because I've been listening to it for six hours straight. Um, and then like, then we'll all get in a room together and change it from there. But like, yeah, I just started writing a lot of guitar parts pretty much. And I was like, I don't want to have to teach all these guitar parts like a new guy. I just want to play them. Um, and then the guy, our, my buddy Jeff, who played guitar with us for a while, he just isn't playing with us right now. He's uh, like working on this other secret project that I can't really talk about. But um, he's just, you know, he's like busy right now. So we just needed somebody to like essentially play for shows and stuff live. And I'm like, I can do it. It'll be way easier to find a drummer to teach the parts than me showing all the guitar parts to someone that I already know how to play. So that was the reasoning, I guess. Well, if you need a replacement drummer, I've played for about 12 minutes in my life, so... That should be fine. The drum parts are easy. That should be fine. Yeah, and I man. yeah, I I remember every time I would come over, you would be like, it'd be like me, hey, you, Jackson, Ryan, leave. we don't want you here. No, no, no. Yeah, no. he'd be like, hey, get out, and you weren't invited. I was like, but I saw you on the snap map, bro. <laughs> like, no, he he uh like it would be like especially when it was like me, you, and Ryan Fife. Anytime we hung out, it would be you got because they were both drummers. Yeah. I would, they would be like, oh, here, you try now. And I'd be like, oh, oh, oh no. And they'd be like, no, it's easy. We'll show you. And then I would, they would like do it. And I'd be like, you want me to fucking do that? Like, no. <laughs> you could have like, done, done it. I probably could have. But like in my head, I'm just like a white guy with no rhythm. I'm like, I'm like I'll tell you a joke. That's true. That's me. Someone That's else me will handle too, the drums. <laughs> I, uh, when I, I played the, not the clarinet, the coronet. I think it's in the horns family. Trumpet, like the Something yeah, the like yeah, the baby, the baby trumpet. Yeah, the baby trumpet. I played that, and then in seventh grade, I went to percussion, and the music teacher handed me. She, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play the drums." Then she handed me this round pad with like a huge pepperoni nipple on it, and she's like, "Start hitting that. That's what you're practicing on." And I was like, yeah. "This isn't the drums," <laughs> and I and I quit and I left that class. This is fake. This yeah. is fake. That's mad. That's fraud. Bullshit. That's fraud. You got to make it through that, and then you can really start banging on shit, and it's like the best for the rest of time. 
I had I had no patience. Which which one do you like playing better for live shows? Do you like being the guitar man or do you like being the drums? Oh man. There is something like super lethargic about being back there just like playing as hard as you can, not having to like you know, put on a show or whatever. You can just kinda like really be in the zone. Yeah. Um but I like I like sing harmony and stuff for us live. So like playing drums and singing harmony is like one of the hardest fucking things I've ever had to do. Even to this day, I've done it for like a while now. And it's like just so hard sometimes. And you're like out of breath because you're literally like giving it all you got back there. Um, so I will say it's easier to like do my parts if I'm playing guitar. But like I'm still kind of nervous when I play guitar live now because it's like super new to me. So like I would never get nervous playing drums just because I've done it a trillion times. But with guitar, I'm like, it feels like I'm starting over again. And I'm like, all right. There's like people here this time. Are they gonna see me fuck up? Am I gonna fuck up? I get in my own head a little bit more for sure. All right, Griff. So you were the drums, and now you want the guitar, and now all of a sudden you're starting to sing. When are you well, just gonna well. tell your band? <laughs> when are you just gonna tell your band friends? Hey, this is my freaking band. <laughs> y'all get in the back. Y'all play. Y'all play the instrument. Everyone, pl- get on rhythm. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be called Griff and the Zits, just like Kevin and the Zits <laughs> on the Office, and you're just gonna rock. That's what you're going to do. I'll tell you why. Pick- it's because I, I need them. I need them. Like, Jake is a way better singer than me. He's a way better guitar player than me. Matt is, like, way better at bass than I'll ever be. Matt's also, like, I don't know if you guys know what tapping is on the guitar. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, like Van Halen shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Hold up. Yeah. It's like, like, this, like, like, it's like, the Wayne, you do it. like the Wayne's it's World like, thing. You know, um, like, Matt <laughs> is super good at that. So I, that's not my skill set. Um, I just need them. You know what I mean? Matt's really good with like the business side of things too. So I credit to where credit is due with them. They definitely deserve every sort of place in the band. And I cannot do it without them. Matt and Jake, I need you guys. If you're listening to this, please <laughs> do not quit and leave me. <laughs> he did. He just winked. He winked as looking into the camera and saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Let the record show. He's like, I need you. I'm not blowing smoke. Okay. I'm not blowing smoke either. They're like... My best bros, they're my musical soulmates, you know. I need them. Yeah, so, so you guys have all been living in Chicago for a little while, right? Yeah, I've uh, I've lived with Matt. I lived with him for about like three or four years in a row. I lived with Jake for two years in a row when we were going to school. Um, and then up until recently, we lived together. And then I just moved in with my girlfriend like last, uh, last July or something. But we're something out like – go ahead. I was gonna say, who's the messy roommate? Oh, Matt. Matt was disgusting. <laughs> Come was on, disgusting. Matt. But I Get gotta it give it to him. I gotta give it to him. He like really kept it contained to his room. So like, okay. the part would be okay, and then you open the door, and you're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Where, <laughs> what happened? What happened? Hope he doesn't get for just like putting him on blast, but he'll be fine. fine. You can blame it on me. It's fine. I asked. That's awesome. But now when I see you guys perform, I'm like, oh, Matt, go clean it up your goddamn room, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Although now he lives with his girlfriend, so now he's, like, clean his computer, Oh, he's got to so. be clean. Yeah. yeah he's got to <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll change a man for sure. Have you They're lived with girlfriend? Yeah, have you ever lived with no, I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to draw the line somewhere, you know? Right. Um, but uh, so, so where so what's your favorite part about living in Chicago now that you guys have all, like, you guys are all living here? Um, it's just like, I don't know, now that stuff's kind of back open again, it's like, 
the nightlife is back, which I like. I mean, I'm not like a big like go to a club kind of guy or whatever, but I do like going to the bar and like hanging out sometimes. Um, there is a lot to do compared to like I don't know if you go on go down to Indianapolis or something. That city's just like dead all the time. But uh, yeah. I don't know, unless there's any indie fans in here, then I love it. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, it's the best city on earth. It's better than New York. Um, I don't know, there's just a lot to do. Like, you can go to a Cubs, Sox game, Blackhawks, Bears. There's so many sports teams. Uh, if you don't Bears. like sports, there's theaters. You know, there's all kinds of music venues. There's all kinds of art exhibits and museums. There's just a lot to do. It's definitely like that big city feel. I don't really like New York as much. So this feels like, I don't know. I like the yeah. Midwestern vibe here. Yeah, that's what I always say. I always say, like, I, I, I enjoy going to New York, but I don't think I would, like, enjoy living in New York as much as I enjoy living in Chicago because it's like almost like that happy medium between New York and LA where it's yeah. not as spread out as LA, but it's not as like on top of each other as New York is. So I always like that. And like people are how you, like when you meet someone, no one's fake, you know, in the Midwest, I feel like it's very, yeah. I, yeah, I, well, I mean, they're def- definitely, there yeah. are fake people, but they're I wearing feel a like jean jacket. Chances are they're fake if they're wearing a jean jacket. Well, I wear a jean jacket. You know, so I, yeah, true. you and I have both worn <laughs> Yeah, we did. Okay, so like, Griff, I got to I I I tell you this story. We were wearing jean jackets like all over right. our hoodies one time, and we were like, all right, we're going to go get nice. food. We walk out the back door. We're walking down an alley, and we walk up behind this, like, like couple. And then all of a sudden, the guy starts, like, looking back a bunch. I'm like, what the fuck is he looking at, you know? like, And then all of a sudden, I realize there's two dudes following them practically down this alley, <laughs> wearing jean jackets with hoods up like it's winter you know we got our jean jackets and hoods and i was like oh my god this looks like a scene out of the outsiders we're about to fucking start a, a gang <laughs> war it looks like gotta do what you gotta do gotta show them it's our hood you know but so so which bars uh in chicago are your favorite that's what like, i was gonna ask. oh sorry you ask Ooh. it which, which bars are your favorite in chicago <laughs> well my favorite bars no i'm just kidding um I really like this spot called Delilah's. I hope it's still open. Yes. Yes. You guys went to Delilah's? I love Delilah's that place. Yeah. Bar. Yeah, actually. No, um, I heard they were I heard they died, but I think they're back. I'm not even kidding. Oh, thank God. I haven't been there since, you know, things have reopened. But um so I need to go back for sure, because that's like we'd go there all the time. Um I used to live on uh, Newport and Clark, you guys know those cross streets. So there's a bar called Mise over there that was like kind of a neighborhood lounge. More chill bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go yeah, there all they, the time. Uh, have, you know Greystone too, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we live right by there. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, we, uh, no, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you yeah, with, don't. With the messy, with, no, with the messy room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know. Matt, yeah. his room is a fucking nightmare. But <laughs> <laughs> Matt used to work at Greystone. Um, oh. Yeah, and Jeff, uh, the guy who used to play with us, he uh, worked at Greystone as well. So we'd go there and, you know free drinks and shit and really live the good life um do i like any other bars uh you know g-man tavern right next to the metro yes that bar's nice um i kind of like more like you know rattier smaller bars just because yeah like almost like that dive feel yeah but you know not as like not as gross some other places if you feel me yeah right like don't sorry i mean i kind of meant to cut you off but uh you um <laughs> no delilah's like is absolutely like you like it, it, it oh, is yeah. like a punk rock band like people walk in there with like leather jackets long greasy hair and like they just order whiskey 
that's like me. That's the kind of place it is. And, and <laughs> old fashioned yeah, or something. Well, exactly. Well, so, so actually, when, when we hung out, like four or five days ago, we literally, like I walked into his apartment and they were like, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, no, I'm good. Could I like get a water? I was like, I've been drinking Jack and Cokes all night. And this is the first time I've ever met Griff's girlfriend. And he, she literally was like, Jesus Christ, you are one of Griffin's friends. You were drinking Jack and Cokes all night. And I was like, yep. That's my shit. Like, but like, we haven't seen each other since like we've been able to drink. So it's like, like I didn't know that he was a, a big Jack and Coke guy. I just love putting oh, yeah. poison oh, yeah. in my body. <laughs> same, yeah, same. I'm doing it right now with the uh, yeah you know, the classic. I think game. I'm I'm out right now, but I'm I'm a I'm gonna try and get some more I'm out of this. Oh, uh, yeah, just have ten right. more. I'm, it should be fine. Yeah, I mean it's just bourbon. I mean it's pra- oh no. Wow, yeah, you're out. <laughs> it literally dripped like one drop. <laughs> spilling everywhere um, Party bottle, bro. yeah but it was uh so so you guys have been playing around chicago for a while you guys have been living in chicago for a while oh, yeah. you guys bounce around to bars uh what is the when was the last time you guys played in front of an audience as a band uh no object oh we just played uh two weeks ago a week ago we played in Rensselaer, Indiana, of all places. Oh my um, God! Where? Yeah, super uh, weird. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Rent a deer. Rensselaer. <laughs> Rensselaer. Rensselaer. And it's not spelled yeah. how. You, well, I don't know if it's spelled how you do. Do you know how to spell it? It's, no, but it's just <laughs> not. It's never how I think. <sighs> it's gonna be. I'm trying to remember how to spell. Yeah, but the, so we played like a couple weeks ago, um, and that was it was great. Like I thought, oh my God, I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of people. We're kind of playing in the middle of nowhere, but it ended up being like packed house and. We had a bunch of friends come out and stuff, so it was a good time. Um, and then uh, right now we don't have any other shows announced yet, but obviously the plan is to just start like dropping stuff and playing shows as much as possible until hopefully, I don't know if stuff's going to shut back down again in the winter. You never know nowadays, so we're just trying to get some stuff in while you can, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So uh, so going into the pandemic, what was like your guys' thoughts as a band, like on like, oh, well, what do we do now? Yeah, well, for us, it was kind of weird because we we dropped like our first record as under the new name or whatever. We dropped it in April or something of 2020. So like right when the pandemic was kind of getting started. Um, yeah. So that was kind of nice because like we just put that out, did like some promotional stuff. We had like some visual some stuff to post and just some content um and then after that it was like usually the what you do is like you put the shit out and then you go play a bunch of shows to promote it so we didn't get to do that part so instead of like not writing and you know playing shows i just sat in my room and just made a bunch of demos and i probably wrote like i don't know we have about like 20 songs total and then uh like a, some other finished ideas too. So I just I just wrote like a madman because I was bored. You know, like there was literally nothing going on. You can only play so many video games. I'd go outside and skate, but like you can only skate for about two hours at a time. And it's just like I had to keep I had to do something. And I just yeah. graduated college and I didn't have a job the first couple months because like I graduated into the pandemic. So nobody's yeah. fucking hiring. So I just wrote all day, every day. And uh Matt lived with me too, so he would just like come in the room with me and we'd work on stuff together. And Jake would come up in town, we'd work on stuff. Jeff would be around, we'd all work on stuff. Um, 
so that's how I kept busy. That was really, I guess, a big adjustment was just like trying to be productive in a different way that I wasn't normally used to, if that makes sense. How, yeah, how, definitely. How do you come up with the titles of the songs? Do you just find it in the uh, lyrics or you're like, oh, no, this one is going to be this one? Um, It depends. Like usually when we're making them, we get we give them like funny working titles or just like inside joke stuff. Uh, some of them yeah, like stick. Yeah, Idi- like Idiot's Array? Yeah, that is, I know you say you've never seen Star Wars, but that's like a super, super deep cut Star Wars reference. So I'm like hoping to God someone will be like, holy shit, I can't believe they said Idiot's Array. But uh, if you want to know, this is how nerdy this shit is. In space poker, in space poker, a winning hand is called an Idiot's Array. But I, it doesn't have anything to do with the lyrics, but I just thought it was like a cool name and it's kind of funny. Um, and any excuse for me to get my interests more and more into the songs. Uh, um, and then, yeah, mo- like by and large, it's usually just the lyrics. Like Jake writes most of the lyrics. So after he finishes them, he'll just like send them to us and I'll, we'll all look through and just see if anything sticks or like what the meaning is or something. So um, that was actually my next question was that wow. you guys have a bunch of, well, you guys have a new EP coming out called Open Closure. Oh yeah, and that oh, yeah. Uh, like so you that's getting released this fall, right? Yeah, early fall. Um, we're recording this kind of far in advance, so we don't have a uh, specific date like quite ironed out yet. But I'm sure that'll be in whatever description or whatever. Oh yeah, wherever you get that it'll information be in, will be in there. Yeah, it'll be in the description. The link and everything uh, will be in the description, so you guys can go listen to that right now um, after you finish this episode. So yeah, but, so that'll be coming out um it's like five tracks uh five of the best ones we thought yeah and idiots array i think is my favorite and like you and i got to talk about that a little uh the other night uh was you know that like deep cut reference into star wars uh (laughs) and then we did we, we you and i talked a little bit about star wars and uh i know that you have like one of the movie posters in your apartment but which movie is your favorite star wars movie of all time Oh, my God. Uh, it goes back and forth. It's either uh, Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Sith, probably. Those were, like, the two Revenge, best. Revenge of the Sith is one of the best ones that, like, I would say came out, like, in our era of yeah, growing up. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, but because, like, Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace were garbage. Right, but, right. But, mm-hmm. they're, uh, but Empire Strikes Back is, like, everyone's, like, pick for... The greatest of all time, especially if you go back yeah. to like the early like seventies Star Wars people yeah, for sure. that are like, oh my god, yeah. like our fuckers love crazy. this shit. Oh yeah, man. Like it's just like like there was like Empire, dude. Like don't waste time with a New Hope. The well, I mean, New yeah. Hope, a New Hope is great <laughs> movie, is a great movie, but like the, um, but definitely Empire is. I know yeah, that you're not yeah. like my co-host is not super duper into, um, Star Wars. What do you but, mean? No um, time like the present. No yourself. time like the present. Yeah. That's right. Maybe I'll go home tonight and let's watch all of them. Yeah. Go on Start Disney Plus. They're all there. Oh, they do have Start Disney Plus. So I could watch Star Wars. You could do it. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible, man. Don't don't sell yourself short. Um, there. Uh, so, but you and I talked about a little bit of the dislike for the newer movies. Um, yes. Like, you know, just kind of like, eh, like take them or leave them sort of deal. Uh, what's your biggest complaint with the new new additions to the franchise and 
where do you think that that leaves the franchise and where do you think they're going to go from there? My biggest complaint is that they did not know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> if you want my <laughs> you know, honest answer, they, it came out that I they do. Just, like we're making it up as they went along. You can totally tell because it just like doesn't make any sense. But um, like even it doesn't make any more sense, even though the other ones are like that, they at least have like a, like, you know where it's going to go or they like, it makes a semblance of sense. But the new ones, they're just so all over the place that you don't even like, nothing is satisfying to watch. Like everything subverts your expectations in a way that is just disappointing, at least to me. I mean, a lot of people like those movies, but I just like, yeah, I don't mind them. Super disappointed. I don't, yeah. But we got to think you know, too. Again. I'm like, I'm a huge fan. So obviously my expectations are going to be different than like a casual fan or something. But uh, right. I just remember being like, they're going to do all this cool shit. And then none of it happened. It just like was all different. It's like, yeah. Cause you think about like the original, the original one started out with like pop, like the, the popsicle stick with the little spaceship on the end. And they like would put it in front of a black curtain and just film that <laughs> like little spaceship <laughs> flying through space. And then yeah, you go yeah, from yeah. that to like, you're like, we have all these special effects and all this stuff. But you're like, the script isn't there now. Like they, they, that's, that's yeah. where it's at. But uh, I would say that the, um, what was the one that came out, uh, like the first one of the new wave, like after Revenge of the Sith? Uh, Force like Awakens. The, the Force Awakens. That was practically yeah, yeah. a new hope. That was practically. No, it's the same exactly movie. the same. They just put a girl <laughs> instead of Luke Skywalker. I feel like that's a band name. Yeah. The Force Awakens? Yeah. What about Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I mean, that could, that too. Not, not that that's bad. I definitely feel like you know this, you know, like this time in the world kind of called for them to do yeah. that and put it, put a female in in charge. But yeah, at the same time, it was like write a better script for the first movie where you're gonna put the girl as the main character. You know, I felt like it is yeah. instead of like kind of being like, oh, this was the script for a new hope all right, well, we'll change the names. But, you know, it was like, that was pretty much it. It was like the names and then like a little of the dialogue. I mean, like all of the dialogue was different, but it was just the the plot was the same. They're like, there's no one. And then she was like, but me. And that was pretty much <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a big gripe with it. Obviously, they all, those movies look amazing because they're, they're shot really well. That's like not an issue, but. Yeah, the script, not there. Not there, in my opinion. But, hey, different strokes for different folks, right? So I won't knock anybody right. that likes them, for sure. Right, right. So uh, real quick, uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit more about your uh, new EP coming out with Open Closure. What is your oh, yeah. favorite song? What's your favorite song on your new album or new EP? Um... Ooh, I'm either going to say it would either be Open Closure or Natural End. I kind of like Natural End because um, I feel like that's where we kind of experimented the most. And I know it's not the most like hooky or whatever out of all, but uh, I just like getting creative. So that one, it just feels like we took chances. You know, we tried new shit, which is what I'm here for. So Yeah, because when you sent me the... Yeah, when you sent me the links to the song to the songs because they're not released yet, but I I was listening to them and I was like, listen to the first one. I was like, all right, yeah, this is, this is pretty dope. And then like the idiots array, I was like, I fucking love this song. And oh, then hell yeah. after that, I, I was like, these are 
like around the same vibe as the first two, you know, like they're like a different, you know, like they're like around the same feel as the first two. Yeah. But then I got to natural end and I was like, oh, I'm like, they're, they're doing, they're like, there was definitely, it had a like slight different feel and it was just like, it felt like, you know, like experimental with new shit. So I was uh, definitely excited to see, uh, you know, just when that comes out and, uh, you know, what happens with that and all that. So, uh, where can the people get it once it's released? I'm gonna let you tell oh, it, it so I don't fuck it up. It's on literally everything, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, whatever the Amazon shit is called. Yeah, it'll be on <laughs> everything. Uh, YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah. It's I'm super stoked for it, man. It's like just to like do something again after a year of not doing anything. It's just good to be like on the precipice of putting new shit out. So, and this is like the most I've ever been involved. Uh, in terms of like writing a record, like I tracked a lot of guitar parts, I tracked drums, uh, some vocals, not a ton, but just like you know a little bit here and there. Um, so it feels like I'm more protective of it than stuff in the past. So it just it feels good to show people just something that I was like super a part of. Well, and you gotta let us know too when y'all are performing live again, especially in the city, because we will be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, count on it, count on it. Hopefully, as you know, pending everything stays. Gucci, as they say, in Chicago. Right. So that's the plan as of right now. Right. Well, dude, it was fun talking to you, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. It was great meeting you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Love the show, by the way. I'm definitely a, a viewer. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So real quick before we let him go, uh, if you want to follow Griffin, that is in the description. If you want to check out the band uh, No Object, that is also in the description and also links to their new releases will be in the description as well. So make sure to give that a look and listen. Uh, and then wherever you can find this music, this new his new releases, you can also check out new episodes of the Untied Podcast. So make sure to check those out and make sure to click those subscribe and notify button. Uh, thank you so much, Griffin, for joining us on the Untied Podcast. And uh, we definitely look forward to the release and next show because we want to see you guys live in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. I'll hit you guys up for sure. Appreciate it. All right. Well, well, thank you again for coming on, and we will uh, we will see you soon. Just remember to keep rocking. Rock on. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Good talking. Good talking to you.